welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, go to PCAPaintEd.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all you non-members out there, sign up for our free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the Apple Store and Google Play. In today's podcast, we feature audio from our Expo 2020 panel series. In this episode, we talk about profit, the best ways to plan and execute to grow your margins, while also making sure your team has the same mindset. So it was 11 o'clock in the morning, um, 2015, and Annie, grab line one. Something's happened to Joel. Run into my office, pick up line one. Uh, We've called the paramedics. We're in front of the taco wagon. He got out of the van, and he went down. He hit his head when he went down. Um, They gave me the address. had no problem. I grabbed my go pack. I have an injury go pack because, right, our nerves, suddenly adrenaline's rushing. I forget. It has my attorney's number there. I have my punch list, what I can and can't do at the hospital, so we make sure we get medical testing. I I pull up just as the ambulance is leaving with him. And two guys look like really upset. He hasn't come to yet. So we, I call his wife on the phone on the way there, and I'm expecting an upset spouse. I mean, employers calling and saying, we don't know what's happened, we're headed to the ER. But what I was not expecting was this barrage of really hot words. And I don't think she got more than a sentence in when she told me she's gonna sue me. And she says, you guys, uh, you are so unsafe. So she doesn't know the situation. But I know I'm about to get flayed. And she said, I'm suing you. So I meet her in the ER. (laughs) She's there quite quickly. And she goes on to tell me why she's going to sue me. For the last month, we've been doing a job out of town. And Joel wanted to save $7 in fuel a day and get nap time, and so he sat on the five-gallon bucket in the back of the van and hitched a ride every day. No big deal, right? Big stain job, so he's hanging out with all the stain, (laughs) hitching a ride. And she was pretty sure he had inhaled too much fumes, and that's why he went down when they got to the taco wagon. Can you imagine my shock? We're no station wagon bandit. We're like a legit painting company. Legit painting companies don't have their guys riding on five gallon buckets in the back of a van. (laughs) I want to talk about risk and the things we know and the things we don't know. What we don't know in our business, the list is long. But then there's a big list of what we do know, but we don't have it coming to us when we need it. That's the truth. Reporting. Um, Where were we we at on profit yesterday? Um, Where are we with our KPIs? All those things that we really need, we don't have. Why don't we have those? Well, there's a gal who's working really busy. We just had a home show. She's catching 40 leads during the day, and those things just get pushed off. So there's good news. There's a plan around that. I thought I'd start with a vulnerable story because it can look like we have our act together, but we're all, it's a journey, it's a process. This is just how it goes. So how that story ends, 
is uh, come to find out, <laughs> it's a $300 solution, right? That's a $300 solution. He doesn't return to work. He never returns back to work. His wife makes sure of that. Um, at the end of my go pack, the little box, I make some killer homemade enchiladas in there couple pans in the freezer, and so I show up at their house with enchiladas, homemade enchiladas, some good stuff. Um, I would just like to say probably my homemade enchiladas kept them from watching the late night 1 a.m. injury commercials, right? Um, but I, I never got sued. Um, but it's part of my go pack, right? If our team feels like we love on them and we care for them, um, you know, that's the least we can do, right? In the end, he had a medical disorder, had nothing to do with sitting on a paint bucket in the back of the van, but boy, that's a way to get your heart racing. <laughs> so that's, that's the $300 solution. Had that gone bad, they're going down the highway at 65 miles per hour. I mean, you can just, right? You just want to envision all these things that could be true. Um, and the results of that could have been the end of your business. It's, it's employer negligence. You can go to jail for employer negligence. I think it's really serious. Five minutes. Sorry. I'm a little, uh, <laughs> we plan and prepare. Um, Uber ditched me this morning, so I hoofed it halfway. Got another Uber to catch me. So I'm a little winded, out of breath, but we're here. <laughs> so the speech is on its way, the printout. But that's how these mornings go. You just have to laugh, and thanks for rolling with me. because I don't have my printout, I have to cheat a little bit. Oh yeah, this is the part where I talk about the best part. This is my family, pretty sweet. I have all teenagers. It's actually the most fun I've ever had being a parent with all teenagers. We have some days we just, you know, you forget that yesterday happened, we hit restart. Um, but all of us have a why. Why are we doing what we're doing? This is my why. Um, I want to provide for them well. Painting business has allowed me to provide for my family really well. I'm super blessed for that. Um, but it's also my why for much of the reasons why I need to do what I do. Um, and that is how do I control this monster business that steals all your time? They're the ones that get ripped off <laughs> when I don't do it well. Um, I had a really killer year in profit. The P&L and the balance sheet said so. That guy would not agree. <laughs> he didn't see me as much as he wanted to, and that's not serving well and loving well. So that's my why. So I've had the privilege of, uh, I'm a recovering painting contractor the last 17 years, my brother and I, uh, four seasons together. Um, and I thought I would just touch on a few things um, being that it was a Sherwin-William heavy night, I went and deleted half of my slides, and I didn't want to hit the numbers because Nick's law just slayed it. I thought, oh, let's not make it too heavy, so we did a rewrite last night and yesterday afternoon. The team we led, little bro, we're Irish twins, just 11 months between us. We had two locations, Walla Walla and Tri-Cities, because painting isn't hard enough, let's just add more locations. Right? Um, our team, we really love to celebrate our team, create a culture. If you made it to Apprentice 2, you got to go up on the wall. 
So operating systems, what do we want from them? We want fun, we want time, we want more profit, hopefully. Oh, and raving fans. So culture, there's a, there's a quote out there, culture eats strategy for breakfast. I believe that to be true. Taco wagon ping pong, that's a way to get there. <clears throat> but before I, we jumped into the nut and bolts, I just kind of wanted to give a visual of we want to have fun, and sometimes what keeps us from having fun is operationally, we don't have the systems in place, and we're just running ragged. We're, re we're replying to one phone call after another. Um, one of the qualifiers to come work on your team was if I didn't like you enough to take you camping with my family, I didn't hire you. So, um, and that was a great screening test. You know, if you kind of had the ooh, I think my customers would think the same thing and wouldn't want you in their house. So we'd rent the water park, do three days of camping, lots of fun. And the end result is to get those five-star Google reviews, create an experience, charge way more than the other guy, have to do something different to charge way more, and to have pets even as a raving fan. We come paint your house, dog gets an amazing organic treat and they go nuts for them. So you occasionally get the owners to come by the office to get another set, so it's really good stuff. So what's your plan for profit? It's a huge word. We talk about profit all the time. We think about profit all the time. Sometimes we struggle with our plan for profit. Because what impacts profit is probably over a thousand items. If you were to create a business systems checklist, it's a big, it's a really big list. And the moment you say yes to one thing, you're gonna get a phone call that suddenly makes you pick up a different thing and go handle it, because it just became more urgent than the other thing you were working on. Making a plan. So you saw them in white. What was our plan? Thank you. <laughs> the results of an Uber fallout, this is all good. So we put standards into place where we want to charge more than the other guys. So there's a part we get to play, and it's a look. Um, but to be unclear is to be unkind. And so when you have someone standing in your shop, and it's not exactly what you wanted, um, this would now be, those shoes are, are no longer, as you can see in the picture, this is from a little bit ago, but there was a posture of success. This was three feet big on the wall just as they walk into the shop, and it's a reminder. We got to swap out who could be poster boy. He always won, just, it's just who Pedro was. Um, but there's a posture for, there's a pride of craftsmanship, right? And helping them see what does that look like. Don't make them guess, let's just show them. 
Prentice on his first day, you can see everything still all shiny in its covers, but pretty proud. Um, and I snapped a picture. Felt like he, it's like he read the handbook or something. And, you know, he's, he's following along. But what has to be true for this picture to work? There's a grip. In that grip is 17 items. That was prepared. That grip is repaid in four payments through payroll. Who's tracking the four payments to come out? Who made sure he signed his grip agreement, the issuance agreement? Who made sure he signed his agreement for the return of company property? I mean, this looks so easy, right? It's easy to look like this. All those things that had to be true. So there had to be a bulk buy for all those items to be bought so we can make it as affordable as we could. And the uniforms. So I kind of chuckle. Like, this is what we have in our mind. Like, this is how business works. It's how it looks behind the scenes. Does that feel true? All those things had to be true for that to happen? What happens if he leaves before his four payments are up? Well, there's a payroll process for that, too. <laughs> Who's tracking those items? What happens when you tell him, on your 30th day, we give everyone a raise on your 30th day. We promise you that. Oh, that sounds like another tracking item. What happens when it's 31 days and he didn't? You know he always knows when it's 31 days? <laughs> and he doesn't care that the phone was ringing. He doesn't care that a crew leader is threatening to take half your guys. He, he doesn't care. All he knows is you guys were supposed to be a different shop, make promises. I'm just being really transparent with the struggles. Hearing from someone, you didn't say what you, you didn't do what you said you were going to do. Man, that hurts. <clears throat> There's a lot of value in that guy. I promise this is as heavy as we're going to get on the numbers. I deleted all the other slides. <laughs> you were, I, I didn't want to give you the full blowout. Andy's laughing because he's, He's seen uh, what it can look like. 40 hours, 40 hours at a 10% non-working rate. So that's a little bit of slough in a 40-hour week. The sales rate per hour is $50 an hour. This is what we're looking at for a year. 2,080 hours. And the non-working rate is 17%. That's to help us account for those shoulder months where it's raining, right? Those of us who are weather affected, we can't, it's pretty, it's pretty tough. Maybe our crew leaders won't have reduced, but we'll probably have a reduction in hours for some of it is those company meetings, right? We need to account for that, because if you just do this straight across, at the end of every year, we're gonna go, who? That is not the number it should have been. <clears throat> so at 2,080 hours, Sales rate $50 an hour, back out 17% for a non-working rate. That's a lot of money. Forty percent GP, so for the painting industry, you're doing pretty well if you get 40. I think excellence looks like 50. It's very doable. And 14% net. I'm a little bit of a I think this is really what matters. Top line is sexy, but this is what matters here. Um, and I think that's a really good, that's a healthy business. 
It's certainly higher than that. If you have, if you're an owner, you're wearing the sales hat, you're wearing the operations hat, your net should be significantly higher than that because you don't have this overhead that you're also carrying as well. But as we say yes to overhead, we see that come down. So this would be, I think this is very reasonable for a 1.5 to a 2, knowing that you have an estimator on staff, you also have someone in the office, and then you have a virtual assistant. So that's what that model looks like with a project manager. Um, and that project manager has less than 10% of his, time, his hand on the tool. Is, that's the calculation for that. I would come up with that. Sorry, Matt. What, what, what are you saying again? All right, so you have a, you're, you only get seven working hours or seven hours out of a managed day, right? Okay. That type of thing. I assume that's what the 17% mm -hmm. is the non-billable hours. That's you're paying them. Yeah, we're still paying them. You're paying them, yeah. It's not working, actually. But it's not allocated to a job. Exactly. It could be vacation time. It's all kinds of things. That's what that 17% is. Is that included in that 40% there? So in other words, you take that out of the... So this is after, because it would have been um, 104,000. Okay. So, okay, based on that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Any other questions? Does that kind of ring true, John? I know you're strong on your numbers. So if the math is this, why doesn't my P&L say that? My profit and loss, right? So if this is true, Man, why doesn't my profit and loss look like that? And if this is a game of just ramping up on man hours, why is this so hard to do? Is it just because people don't want to come work for us and be a painter? So I, I took a play. Some of you know John Shear. This was about four years ago. He's, Annie, you need to journal. <laughs> I don't like writing to myself. I would tell him all the time, no, you need to journal. You just, you just have all these thoughts and you need to journal. He's like, okay, if you don't want to journal, why don't you journal with your people and get them to journal to you? So that was kind of like, okay, if you're not going to cooperate, I'm your friend, I'm telling you, you're kind of half crazy, lady, I need you to do this. So he's a good friend, so I thought, okay, I know what I'll do. I'll take a new hire. When he hires on, I'm going to have him journal to me, kind of like undercover boss. And I'm kind of, some of this is like, this is going to be really good. I can use this. Well, some of it was good. <laughs> But it starts, we're not going to do that one. I don't know where that came from. That is hilarious. So this is Nico. He's, man, he's a cool cat. He's an artist. He plays all kinds of musical instruments. And um, he looked like someone who could probably write a journal. Because not everyone we hire looks like they'd be super excited about writing a journal. And so he decided to do three weeks of journal writing for me. Um, and he talks about his experience, and he's, he's just a nice guy, so it's all like really nice, you know. He does the parade sandwich, he gives you something really nice, and then it kind of goes to not so nice. Um, the second week, I'm looking for the slide where, that's starting with a good, now not so good. He watch someone who I had forced to be a crew leader not want to be a crew leader. <laughs> so pretty upset at me. So his first 
two hours in, he hears a crew leader berating me about having to use an iPad. Like back in the day, you never had to use these stupid iPads, right? And it goes on. But I just, this guy, is, he's like super productive. He's, a, he's really good, good hand on the tool. Like, why not make him crew leader? I mean, if we can stack like five guys under him, imagine the money I'm gonna make on him. Well, the net result is, we just thought he's a really good painter, and this really good painter, who I made, forced him to be a crew leader. He would just, he would basically, at the end of a week, turn all the new guys back in. When are you gonna hire me a guy who knows what he's doing? <laughs> and then he would, he would just change the verbiage, and then he was, on Friday, yeah, Annie, go ahead and invite this one to lead to. You know, it's, it, he's, not, he's not the Four Seasons way. I mean, you just need to, and over and over and over, every now and then he found a favorite. But when you looked at uh, across the crews, he did this often. Well, it meant he wasn't gonna invest in guys. And we tell people, come work for us, it's a great experience. I would never see this, right? You'll, if I pull up, I would never see this, but this is actually what was going on. This became so valuable. He puts in details what his second week was, and then, what saves the day? He gets put on a different crew, so second week sounds totally different. And it's the ping pong and tacos that saves the day. Week three, you guys are a little, you're a little quirky, but I kinda like you. So, I just thought I would share this. Um, it's a good thought experiment, especially as we're hiring into the season. We know what we're asking of our team, but how much of this really happens? It's embarrassing to share it, but I think it's also, I look pretty shiny. I couldn't, I couldn't believe this is what was going on. And those were moments to coach. He actually still stayed on. We just let him go be a journeyman craftsman, and we took the, the pull and the strain of leadership away from him, and you had a really happy painter. And it was my fault. It wasn't really, he was just being pushed in a direction that he didn't want to go. Is there anyone else who struggles with what I've just covered? Is it kind of real? Totally. No, because it was my fault. He was, I mean, he told me, why are you making me do this? I hate paperwork. It's not even paperwork, it's iPad work now, you know? <laughs> and I, oh, come on, Fidel. You're just fine. You know, in fact, I'll give you someone really young who's like really good on the iPad. Like you don't even have to do, all you have to do is drive and you tell him what to put. Okay. But that I wasn't a good listener. So we brought him back in. I didn't reveal, I had a little episode of Undercover Boss going on. I just said, you know, I owe you apology. I don't see Happy Fidel walking in the shop anymore. I've ruined you. You've been really clear. You love to paint, and you paint really fast, and you do awesome work, but taking 18-year-olds and showing them what to do is just kind of not your thing. And allowing him to, and I said, you know what? He's like, so, am I driving a van? I'm like, 
Well, yes. If you can turn in three training modules every week, <laughs> look, let's showboat you. So you grab whoever's with you, you run a little YouTube, you get a B, you get a show off at the meeting. That's a ton of value, I'll let you keep your band. Really, it was gonna hurt his ego, because he was with all the crew leaders, now I'm gonna pull him right back. But he brings an insane amount of value, and he can run very, very large projects, not run them, but he's very good at behind the scenes saying, all right, this entire bank, it's half hour on every window. You go over a half hour, you've got to come see me. But he wouldn't lead the guys, but he would set the standard because he didn't want his job to look bad or to be over on hours. So you kind of let them fly, if that makes sense. Um, would I do the same thing again? Maybe. Just because it's so hard to have skill, I don't want to compromise our culture. But he was no longer negative. We no longer had a culture problem. That's a really good question. Does anyone ever find themselves saying, you have that job costing done? Can I see your, so I might have missed it. I didn't see last night's email of your plan for next week. You, I, I probably missed it. Do you, do you have that? We got all the billing out, right? Like, the month ended seven days ago, but like everything was billed? Well, everything was billed minus time and material. Everything was billed minus, you know there's like six additional work orders on that now? Has that ever happened to anyone? Something's due on Thursday, and these are good people, and they're working really hard, and they don't want to let us down, but we don't have the reports on our desk that we needed. And that's stressful. We're the ones who are steering the ship but we don't have a complete set of data. Um, who, who feels like they have a good, good stream of info coming in towards them? That, that you don't have to, that's awesome, that you don't have to be persistent on, or encourage, or remind. I think, what's that? I said three weeks late. Three weeks late, yeah. And we kind of get it because someone's on maternity leave, they're picking up the slack for someone else, right? It's not that we have bad people. But we're just really struggling to get people to own their roles. I started journaling. Now I'm actually journaling this a little bit later. Start journaling how much I was doing this versus this, receiving. And the same time I figured it out for the shop, guess what came home? <laughs> we have a Sunday night family meeting. We have three teenagers. Um, I don't like to be the one to say no. They're really great kids, they're really good. But they have to present their grades to me. Do I have the password to the Skyward to go in and look at their grades? I do, but they have to present it to me. And there's something about them having to give me their grades. So if I don't see their grades and it hasn't met the Newton family standard, and it's individual for each kid, because not everyone's a straight A, then they don't even ask about Friday night. And we kind of know the drill. So it's only two things. They have an easy scorecard, right? We need reporting on grades. And there's a dish duty. There's a household chore that's attached to it. It made family life so much sweeter instead of talking about it every day. So I have a post-it note on my screen. 
It says, say it once. And I, when we started practicing that in our shop as well, it really, it changed everything. And I realized I'm the one struggling with leadership. And I have happy kids. I know. So I was, I'm not even asking you. So this is what it, they know they're not allowed to ask. I'm not asking you, but I know you're probably not going to let me. <laughs> it works. It works. Um, because it was hurting relationship to talk about grades every day. It was hurting relationships to say, did you get your math assignment done? It was hurting relationships to say, is that book report done? It was hurting relationships to say, I was going to have someone over for lunch. We have a sink full of dishes, and it's embarrassing, so I actually didn't invite her over. <laughs> That's just real family life, right? That's how it works. I think in the business setting, can it be true the same way? Instead of asking them, hey, so what does it sound like at work? Can someone give me kind of some areas that it sounds like at work? It sounds like, uh, how's it coming on that job? Where, where do you see, where, where are you at with that job? What are your hours? What are your hours? Is that trim done? Is that trim done? Yeah. Are you going to be, do you need four guys tomorrow? Or do we need to peel off too? Did you get that lift ordered? You know, we need, it's 80 foot for like next Friday. And we're all, it's Walla Walla, which is about this big. So we fight over the lifts. And every now and then we have to actually run to Tri-Cities with our own trailer. If you're off on your timing, you're going to go get your own lift from another city. Did you get that? You know, that's a special, specialty order product. We got, you, you get that in? Did you, did you read the scope and notice on the scope? Like, am I the only person who did stuff like that? <laughs> What's that? And we come home, some days I would come home, and I'm out of words. Ernie's like, bad day? No. I don't have any words left. <laughs> right? Tell me what happened. I can't. I'm out of words. Because <laughs> there would be times, I mean, women, we can be pretty multitasker. We have a phone here. We can pick up line one, and we're like, just sec. And it's like, there's, some, there's kind of an adrenaline thrill with all that. But then we arrive home, and we're out of words. And some of the signs were, I'd get home, sit in the garage. My kids know you can't run out to the garage. Mom kind of needs to sit there for five minutes. I, God, I need to borrow your smile. Help me celebrate my family. And I want Ernie to know that I'm his biggest fan. OK, let's go make dinner. <laughs> but it, the harder it got sitting in the car, the more it was an indicator. Yes, we kept growing in revenue. But I thought growth was supposed to be fun. I thought growth was supposed to be freedom. And it just felt like I was doing the opposite. And I didn't feel very successful. My numbers looked amazing, but I didn't feel very successful. And I started thinking about it. Who would agree with the statement that systems and processes, they protect relationships? Imagine if the guys walk into your office and they're not being drilled about a job anymore. And it's just a celebration of seeing them. 
but yeah. I believe systems, they protect relationships. So on the DISC profile, I'm not a very high I. I'm an introvert. I can like geek out on numbers and spreadsheets and I like to drive for results. Um, but I found that to be such a help to me. If I have really good processes, then I'm a little more free to celebrate the person in front of me as opposed to thinking first, you are not my money maker. I, I hope you saw your lights. You're second down from the bottom. I just, right? Instead of celebrating them, she just turned one years old, didn't she? How's your wife doing? And this capacity to create culture couldn't have been done without processes being in place. I needed it. For some, some of you, you're just bouncing happy eyes, and it just all is a happy land, but it's not so easy for me. I'm looking at Tim. <laughs> Off the charts, I. <laughs> so I started thinking, if I don't ever talk to the crew leaders and the project manager, what do I have to know that I don't have to ask them for? And isn't it kind to be, to be unclear is to be unkind. Isn't it kind to let them know what you want to know from them? When they get nervous when we roll up to a job site, that's kind of our fault. We didn't make it clear what we're going to be walking. First walk around the house, this is what I'm looking for, this is what I'm seeing. The expectation is I'm going to the guy who's the apprentice. Hey, how's it going? So glad you're on our team. What's your goal for the day? I'm not going to talk to the crew leader first. How many hours do you guys have on this job? If the apprentice doesn't know that, how do we have a whole team pulling for winning? But that's hard to do when you're pulling up the to the job site to ask all these things. And you're going, so tell me when, you know, and you walk around the house and you're like, like this is like four seasons sharp line or could we like give that another, like it's probably not quite four seasons sharp. So this is, we use a free app called Telegram um, and every job has its own channel and they're posting in every night. Many of them just have it printed off and they're sitting there with their sheet. I have work order number. My daily checklist has been done walking through. Um, they don't always comment on the nine, but if you have a ton of five-star reviews, they are. This just made them think how they're creating the wow. So it was a little bit rough when we started. We started with this video channel and I said, I really would love if you could share with me where you're at. This is how I started. Could you share with me where you're at? And I want to hear about the schedule. And you would hear Annie, you know, he's on video. He's kind of over. She is Looney Tunes. You see this? She's created her own stakes around all the rose bushes. She's home all day long. She's just staring out at the window at us. She's every bit of Looney Tunes. Wasn't there a Looney Tune tax on this job? Right? And the budget, well, you know what that did to our budget. She's just staring at us the whole time. I had to send the apprentice home because she figured out he was a new guy. Do I know how, where he's at on the hours? Can you believe the color she picked? Ridiculous. And then he's like, so, yeah, we're going to be here tomorrow. 
guess that shoots my schedule. Can you send me some guys who know what they're doing? Be good if we don't get a one-star review from her. Okay, bye. <laughs> it's pretty much verbatim. He's hilarious, but I love it being video because I can hear the tone in their voice. Sometimes it's what they don't say. It says, I think I need some frozen Snicker bars and it's like 107 out. I think I just need to be the Gatorade gal today. And that is fun. That is fun to be the Gatorade gal. And they're not so stressed when I pull up because it's not like, all right, so you were supposed to be handling 500 man hours this week. Are you on target? Well, I don't know. Instead, they're telling us how great they're doing. And then they're telling us when it's not great. And we get an opportunity to help, as opposed to they just happen to mention it. Um, it's free, but this became freedom. It was so freeing. And you're pro some of you are probably thinking, she makes crew leaders do this? But when we said yes to a new culture, we had to invite a lot of talent to leave. These were the really good guys, but the guys who had character, they stayed in place, but they didn't really know what they were doing. And we still have to protect our, our brand. Has anyone gone through kind of a shift in the shop where you're, you're inviting really good people to leave because they just smack talk all day? What was that like? Wow. Did you feel, feel kind of nervous when you did that? Horrible. Were you surprised at the relief? Um, yeah, because at first it was hard, but then afterwards it made it easier because it's, it's happened, it happens a lot. Yeah. You know, really good health, healthy culture. At the beginning of it, it was me trying to figure out who maybe wasn't serving well. I felt a ton of that pressure. Good health, healthy culture is your team is walking them, Annie, he's not us. And I didn't grill them like, okay, did you show him? Did he complete his first week training? No, he's just, he's like, Annie, he's not us. Like he slipped in through hiring this guy. He's just not us. He's not good for our culture. And the team starts going, that was years ago and it doesn't have a place in our shop anymore. Um, so that app, that's called Telegram? It's called Telegram. No, it's part of their end of day. So they're at the job site. 
a lot of times it's, um, okay, so we got to this point. Here's the thing. We're going to start. We're going to save them the north side for tomorrow afternoon. We're going to hit the second story. Um, we're, our break point is here. I'm planning to load up with manpower. We're going to throw eight guys tomorrow at this, and then I'm peeling them away. I'm throwing them at this job. Many times they have their, they're doing it with their phone, so they have their iPad in their hand, and then they go, okay, and you can see my schedule has been updated. So I don't want to always hear it. It's they have said when they're stopping that job, so we're prepared with the closing packet where we're, if it's there's additional work orders. We've captured them before. We've fully closed the job. Um, if there was uh, time and material, many times they'll say on there, um, you can already take the time and material. Everything in my folder has been completed. So they're finalizing colors. We provide um, a color print off to the customer that says, you know, it's really nice. It's like, here's everything that was used in your house. Um, but they have to certify, because things change throughout the job. What you thought was the colors before, they have to certify this is what really what happened. Um, but it brought a couple sur surprising things. Um, running two locations, if I'm in the Tri-Cities location, I'm not in Walla Walla, Tri-Cities guys are getting loved on, and the Walla Walla guys feel like, it was 109 today, does she even know how hard? And these jobs are like brutal. So to see them and communicate with them in video and to be able to respond and go, you guys are killing it. Of course, rock stars, look at that. And they felt more appreciated. Initially, there's like, you want me to make a video? I'm like, well, you don't have to hand it to your apprentice and have him video you. So they're, they're rolling, they pull it up and you don't have to save and load your video. It's just recorded right inside the app. Yeah, and by doing individual channels, if we need a reprimand, um, no other guy's gonna hear it. It's just for that leader. And I think it's very important to protect that. And then when I really see, like, holy cow, this one's really good, I'll pump it out to the group channel where everyone sees it. Um, all reviews go on the group channel. You know, we're looking for things to be show, showboating about. Often, you know, if someone made them homemade brownies, that's always on the group channel. They're always boasting. Um, there's a guy who got an entire gallon jar of homemade pickles, right? They're just, it becomes, you know you're serving well, you're creating the experience when it's, who had the biggest thing to show off that the customer did for them? Um, and that was really fun. We get to celebrate those. Um, as we rolled out more training initiatives, we had a training channel, but most of the time it didn't stay in the training channel. It went to the big group one. It's like, uh-huh, look at this. How long was he with? Oh, three months. Spray pole in action. Look at that. It's such a great throwdown. It's like everybody else, you guys are riding around with your spray poles and you're not using them. Right? So, and I could go to someone who is willing and say, hey, can you roll video on that thing you're talking about in crew leader meeting that's not really happening? Bing, up goes the video. And it's not coming from us. It's them helping each other. And it's, they'd rather you know, joke around with each other. There's some, every now and then, they're probably crossing the line on ribbing each other, but that's a really healthy culture. It's really healthy. Every now and then it's like, okay, no more of that. That's like probably HR, don't do that anymore. <laughs> Any questions on that? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. 
And it's the little things like, um, hey, I don't think you knew red glaze comes in a tub. Look what you're doing. These are probably like $7.44 at Sharon William. Annie, look. Right? Love that. And it's kind of, I want that. I want them going, you thought you knew best? Oh, no, 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 no. This is what good looks like. And that's really good, isn't it? Well, I found I wasn't very successful doing, we're going to have a crew leader meeting, and guess what guys we're doing now? And they're like, yeah, right. Like, just like smile at her, and then we just won't do it. Like, what's she going to do, fire us all? Right? That's how it often went. What was more successful is I have a $500 leader of the pack here, you know, kind of like show off all the time. So I would like you, here's what we're gonna do. None of the group knows. Can you like cue it up? And I am in touch with you the first week or two. Find, put a plant in your field. And then the things that needed tweaked, like we figured out we had to change the, the sharing settings. We didn't do that with 10 crew leaders calling the shop and telling me how stupid the program was. We got all the bugs worked out. We were running it live. And then we launched, and you were the person to get up and go, all right, here's how it's working. Here's how it helped me. Um, I shared it with my lead painter. He saw the situation I was in. He decided to actually come over and team up with me because we know it's super hot. We needed to knock out this house. And then we're going to go over to his project for the half of the day. So there became this higher level of collaboration. And it was the newer crew leaders going, I, I've only sprayed metal once, and I know we're supposed to like really, it looks like it's dusty, and I heard that we had a huge failure because of the dust, right? He's, he's reaching out, and they, they called it reaching out to Papa Bear. We all have one in our shop, right? They reached out to Papa Bear, can you come over, and then I'll run over to your job with you, and we'll, we'll knock out what you didn't get done today. And there is no way I could actually create that collaboration. We can't be all-knowing. That's part of the stress, is trying to be all-knowing. Is Telegram very much like GroupMe? Yes. Okay. Actually, we started out with GroupMe. And what were the benefits of Telegram over GroupMe that made you switch? Um, good question. Super easy. Didn't have to create the video outside the app. It could be captured inside the app. Um, RVA archives everything. So I wanted the ability to archive the entire the channel, right? Because that documentation comes and saves the day when something goes south. Um, that was probably a big part. Part of the MDM, mobile device management, you go rogue, I need to kill everything. And I own all the data. I don't need to, you to be a user who says, yeah, I'll come be a user with you. I provide usership to you. Because when you, so you have someone go rogue, you can get in these free apps, you can get trapped a little bit. And you need the ability to, I don't, and the other thing is they could not delete a conversation string. In GroupMe, there was a workaround, you could. 
And so it's kind of like, you know, if someone had a bad hair day, can you imagine what you just lose, like, so quickly? That's, I hate feeling vulnerable. And then that second question is the, uh, uh, the questions that you, you know, the, the daily closeout that the foreman sends to you, is, is that a, a form on their iPad that they fill out, or they nope. just speak it into the phone? They're run, running video. Some of them, in a hot summer day, I have no problem with, you know, part of the luxury of leading others go turn on the air conditioning, sit in your van and cool down a little bit. And they're sitting there at the steering wheel talking to you. I'm, um, but to ask them what I found was painters in general, they are not word strong. In those seven ways we're smart, that's not one of their smarts. They're body smart and they're visual smart. So make it so easy so they're not filling out all these cumbersome forms. They're just holding a piece of paper and they're winging it. I, I, our success is in making it so easy for them to win. They don't need to be like the office people. But if we don't know those things, we're, we're stressed in the office. And they, they know these things. They just haven't been able to articulate it and package it. And to be able to answer those questions, you had to think about some sequencing, and you have to have a plan. Many times, so on Google Sheets, you see them all about 3 o'clock, they're all jumping into the schedule. They're making all their adjustment. They're pulling down their manpower. Um, they're looking at where they are, and then they're starting, hey, I need two more guys. I'm not going to hit my goal. You know, They're looking at how much manpower they're pulling down for managed hours. And then they're doing their report. Isn't that cool? So that was Telegram. Throw you another little nugget here. Sorry, this is like heavy stuff right after Sherwin-Williams, isn't it? <laughs> uh, time tracking. Who, who uses T-sheets? T-sheets? Like, this is, I'd say, 80% of the group at least. Um, when they're doing that, where are you at on the hours? Where are they going to get their hours from? T-sheets. But what happens, has anyone had a job that they thought was just killing it to only find that someone had logged into it for like a week, the wrong job? <laughs> right? And easy to do. That finger punching in, it just happened. Um, does anyone have, when it comes to rewarding them from hours, and they're looking and they're like, he was not on my job site. So these hours don't count. And then when you move those hours, you then find that you have a problem. That you've chewed up more than 50% of your budget. <laughs> we got a problem. Meanwhile, the crew leader's like, man, I'm killing it. <laughs> He's celebrating a little early. So I started thinking about this. I have a robotics background. So before painting was robotics, and everything had patterns, and the patterns only sped up, and you looked, you looked for patterns. Um, and it was robotics, and then we'd go manufacture what we, our build. It's a two-year build, and then you throw it out there, and you build it. Um, but the way that we accounted, we did cost accounting all the time, and the way we accounted for things, it was widgets, right? How many of these components were build, built? And at the end of every day, we knew what, on the shop floor, what had been produced. Why is that hard, so hard for us? What do we sell? We sell hours. 
How many of us feel 100% lockdown confident that the hours reported the prior day are right? Does everyone, like, can you give me a show of hands? Who, who feels like we're about 90% right, but there's some adjustments to make? Who, who has the adjustments being made by, like, 9, 9, 9 a.m. the next morning? Like, you could produce payroll because it's so exacting and right. But this is what feeds us, right? We sell hours. For us not to lock that down, and then the memory gets fuzzy, right? Tuesday, well, who was I working with on Tuesday? <laughs> and suddenly you're like private detective, right? But going back to how much a painter makes us, if we're looking at this every day, we're now starting to look at ratios of what was billable and unbillable. Suddenly it's like, you're charging me every time. You're stopping by the shop every day. Suddenly the accounting of, of course you came in under on your hours because you charged to shop. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. So by doing a reroute, that really helped. Um, intentionally making a place, whoops, sorry, sorry. Wrong button here. Making a place, um, this is the other output. Um, making a place for, I need reassigned. So it's okay if we have something that was maybe not planned for. This, this is yesterday's report here. I need reassigned. So it's instantly at the very top, and it's the flag that we know that needs to be parked. Maybe there was a job that flew in in the afternoon. They, they need to log into something, but instead of staying logged in, or they have additional work order, and the office hasn't quite got it in, it's, it's that placeholder for us. So we lock T-sheets, 9 o'clock every morning, and that should be a lock that you could go produce payroll with. So it gives the guys the exact accounting of where they are in the job, but that producing payroll should be a whole lot less stressful then. Um, The crew leaders. The crew leaders own their own results. So when we become a results-driven, every role has its results. We reward crew leaders on hours. We reward them on being, you know, profitable. The only person to know really where that guy should have been was a crew leader, especially if he swapped them out half the day with another crew. So they are accountable for their guys. And this is where the culture change starts to happen. Because they own the hours, what happened next? You're kidding me. There's no way we have that amount. How is he in overtime already and worked the same job all week? Anyone had that before? They were clocking themselves in. So we, we locked T-sheets. Only leaders can log you in. And it brought back the old school. Remember the paper time cards? <laughs> what happened at the end of the week? You take it to your form and you're like, can you sign my... And he's going, yeah, I agree with that. But what we, we love technology, but one of the things we lost with T-sheets, T-sheets, I'm in love. Like, this is such a game changer, especially because it syncs with QuickBooks, right? But when we got T-sheets, some of the accountability fell away because of the technology. I'm going to sit in my car, and I'm going to log myself in. I'm going to have like a little six-minute, I'm just preparing for the, I'm mentally preparing myself for the job site happened all the time. Not on the other end. It always happened before the job started, right? 
So by making it to you need to go to your leader, good morning, where's your grip? Oh, I forgot it. Five bucks, you can get the rental on my van. When you get back here, I'll get just clocked in. So our crew leaders aren't such victims to, where'd you send me this guy? He, he's not doing what he's supposed to be doing. Well, then why did you keep him? So getting it down to, on top of that, who should give, who should give those performance evaluations at 30 days? The crew leader. That's your guy. You know his strengths and weaknesses. You were grading him on the weekly trainings. He should not be marched into my office and I look at him and I'm like, Moses, can you, he's a good guy, bad guy, keeper? He's a 70 percenter? Oh, we really need the hours, let's keep him. <laughs> and they're like, so, Mark, it's your 30-day review. <laughs> I just feel like that's not serving well. And I was always stressed out about reviews. Um, so changing that, they went right hand in hand with T-sheets. Um, this is a report that it, um, there's some macros that it, it runs. It's a macro book. It pulls it. Why this, it, this is to them in two different places? Because I don't, again, crew leaders are running job sites. They're dealing with personnel issues. I really don't want them logging into three different jobs to see where they were at. Why not make it so easy? They pull up the report. All right, I had Matt. 487 hours, I'm at 805. Brandon, okay, 2.37 hours, yep, yep, that's where we're at. Instead of, where are you at on the hours? I don't know, I think we had like 17 hours, me and another guy yesterday. Yeah, I think we had like 17 hours. Where are you at with the job? There should be no calculation right there. It doesn't work in all areas. We haven't done a ton with it. It's required. Okay. Yep. They're not allowed to disable. Okay. Yep. On the mail side, sorry, if they don't know how much your tape line was, uh, sometimes my hours will go a little bit over because they're going to the paint store or Joe, you know, Joe's, she didn't like the uh, color on the board. So that's going to pay Carlos Barber to go over on hours. We were 65, now we're at 68. So I started having them log in to, instead of keeping logged in on Mr. Joe's house, they log in to the paint store when they're going to the paint. So there, do you see that down there, that 06 travel? So when you have a job that's really, it's not going well, uh, we did not budget. You guys are coming to the shop every day? Like that's instant coaching, right? We could start coaching around profit. So we talked about you know, how to make our business more profitable. How do you do that? <clears throat> I'm going to just touch on, um, remember, we, we want that 40% that GP is kind of our threshold we should be hitting. How do we do that and not get yet a whole other person in the office? How do you scale and ramp up in the spring for all your hiring? Who's going to produce those T-sheet reports every day? Who gives you the KPIs? Um, <clears throat> I think in this room is full of visionaries. I'm an integrator. I know that's shocking to you. But we're full of visionaries. What keeps us from being a visionary? I'm going to steal a line from Andy. He's, he's like, I'm going to go do a little dream building. I love how you say that. 
you're going to do a little dream building. The team he has recruited are rock stars. If he had to do all these things, could he go do dream building? He's going to go, he'll be a monster someday in this room. He's, he's hungry for growth. But if we are just chewing through problems every day, trying to get, okay, so what's my payroll? 21 days of cash flow. I had to work four hours to find that out, that I have 21 days worth of cash flow. It, this is what keeps us from doing what we need to do. And it doesn't need to be until you become a big guy that you get this. This is how we got growth. But put your systems in place so we don't process this protect relationships. Get these things in place. So when you're sitting down with someone, you're like, oh, we got to lay on this guy. He's really good. Here's what we're going to do. Here's our profit sharing. Here's the things we're making in commitment. And as you're saying this, like you're landing him. You're excited. But immediately back here is like, who's going to track that? I could see this. You know? Does anyone feel that way? We get excited about that next development piece, and then we almost have anxiety because we knew we just turned around and made ourselves a pile of work. And so then we don't scale because, man, to scale, this is not fun. I mean, I'm not willing to pay that price. We're going to lose money on overhead. Now I've got to go hire someone. So how many more jobs do I have to produce to go cover that overhead? So death valleys. I have a theory about death valleys. Does anyone, has ever, anyone heard the term death valley in the painting industry? Better be careful. You might hear, hit death valley. Am I the only one using it? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so Death Valley, has anyone thought, I would grow, I would grow, but I don't, I'm not willing to invest at that level. Have, has anyone said that? I would grow, but I don't think I can invest at that level. Has anyone said that before? Right? What if we could map, so a Death Valley is this. Okay, I'm at 1.5. It's getting really stressful. I hate being the only person selling. An estimator is going to be like 60, 80 grand in their first year. So if I'm at 1.5, I need to do, so I got to ramp up to, who, who's doing math like this? So I need to ramp up to, yeah, I need to like, I got to end the year, I mean, I got to end the year at 2.1, but his closing rate is going to be really low. So he's going to chew through a ton of leads. I mean, if he has a closing rate of 30%, has anyone thought like this? <laughs> I'm sorry, I made your stomach turn. And then what do we do? Some of us have went and done it, and then we're like, payroll, I could throw up. I, I love being at this spot. I love the profit. Let me tell you how much profit I made in 2016. I'm killing it. There's a reason why I'm not growing. Um, yeah, you go be a big boy, make nothing. I know how to make something. I'm like confession. That was a that was a moment in my head. I actually thought that way. So a death valley is where you see where you have to say yes to overhead before you get to the place you want to be. But you can't really get past. Well, maybe you could go sell to yourself. Many in the room are doing it. Let's go sell to myself. And we have strained ourselves so much that now when we're ready to bring on the estimator, we're pumping out six bids a day. Where in the world are we going to train him? So I have a suggestion. Implement this first. 
Get your processes into place. Consider using a virtual assistant. Build that base really solid. Build the base before you need to arrive. And then you don't give away your profit. Well, let's grow, but if I grow, I can barely keep track of the field right now, right? That's what we think about. Um, and I grew, and I didn't have this be true. There's a thing called the recession. If you put this into place and you use a virtual assistant, what's a great way to go recession-proof yourself? Don't keep tacking on overhead. Protect that overhead. Get really excited about your net. Get super excited about capital. What could you do with that capital? Maybe you could really go hunt for a big fish. Maybe you could buy a distressed business in the downturn of the economy. Go fill up your capital bucket. Go buy something 40 cents on the dollar. Ooh, this sounds like a fun painting business. To use a VA, I just wanted to show you a couple tools that you might want to have. Um, a workbook. So the VA is doing this every night. This workbook happens every night, and they just go through each tab. OK, I'm going to onboard all new people. I'm going to work on deposit and agreements. Customer report cards, I'm going to make sure they get filed. The guys get credit for them. Hours tracking, I want to make sure I provide that report. Um, the daily tasks that are assigned to them. A VA is a very cost-effective solution to support your existing staff in office. The goal of VA isn't to like go knock someone out that you're already paying. Let her be a superstar on the phone. Let her create experience. Let her sell one day painting on the phone instead of, I still have like 28 leads to enter in. We take people who are, do, who are great on the phone, director of first impressions, and then we ask them to do all this data entry. And then what do you start getting? Hi, Mrs. Smith. <laughs> And then the phone isn't being answered within two rings because we just put too much on their plate. Um, but to use a VA, there's a, you need to schedule time and invest in the front end. What does the handoff look like? Um, define all the places where they're going to get that information. And then what does it look like to finish it? Um, to use a VA can actually be stressful. So burned out my first two. I didn't have any systems around it. And so they were waiting for me to send them instructions. And of course, it's the end of the day, and some, I've had an end of day emergency something that's come up. Um, so build your system around it. Choose one thing at a time for a handoff. Um, as you can see, it's pretty. There's a checkbox for everything. It's a workflow, but it's also proof that that item got done. Um, and you will be able to attract an amazing VA if you can do that. Um, VAs get a little scared working for us. It's, it's a risk on their part. They're not paid for a month. Will we pay them on time, right? It's this huge gap in relationship. Um, are they going to give me everything I need so I can be successful? Or are they going to terminate me because they didn't give me a handoff? Um, so I feel pretty protective of the process that we treat them like they're an extension of our field. Um, but I, you, I want to throw out a couple things. Um, virtual freedom is, so I, years ago when I started with a VA, I read the book Virtual Freedom and it gave me everything I needed to know. Virtual Staff Finders um, is a resource I really trust. 
uh, five, six hundred bucks, um, they'll bring you back three very qualified. Um, it's a video. The tool I strongly suggest using is Loom, L-O-O-M. And those are videos where you record yourself talking, screen, um, and they can see all your steps. So you're, you're creating the video once. Should the VA not work? I have over 100 Loom videos. They're all training. So should something happen, no problem. Queue up and go right back through again. Um, but to treat them really well, um, a VA changed my life. It gave me the ability to get excited about growing business um, without destroying overhead. It took my really stressed out guy in the office and made it so he loves his job. And I'm allowing him to be successful. Um, I'd advise you, uh, should you do that, please honor the uh, international payroll law. It's a 13-month payroll. Just, um, I don't know. I feel protective, but it's a spirit of generosity, right? Uh, it's been so exciting. Typically, they're making four times the amount working for me than they did in a call center. Um, because they start about four in the afternoon with my time zone, there's 16-hour time gap. Uh, so I can do a quick chat with them, jump on Skype, do a chat, do a training. Um, and then as long as the work is done before 4 a.m. and I have my coffee morning reports, I don't have demands on when they do it. Most of them are younger moms. All of them have degrees, have an archaeologist, um, aeronautical engineer. Uh, aeronautical engineer and the archaeologist have gone to more interviews than you can imagine, but the men get hired first in their country. So to really give them this opportunity to shine is super neat. And they're not doing VA work um, in their graveyard shift. This is their normal. They get to be with their family, and this is their normal time of day. So there's, you have the ability to completely change someone by offering this role and being generous. Um, just encourage you if you're interested in it. Um, I do offer VA services, but I really don't want to talk about my offerings because I wanted to give some value here. Um, but that's one of the services I offer and train them up and make them available into the systems. Any questions? Sorry, this is, this is heavy, huh? Am I at time? One minute. Awesome. Thank you. My contact info if you want. There's some cards at the end of the table, too. But if you want to reach out, um, it's great. Does anyone feel like they went away with a little nugget? It was a, it was a pretty push through. I just want to say thank you for this opportunity to share. So many of us in the painting business and running our businesses and, and we, we wear all the hats and think we have to do everything. And then we come upon people like you that are so gifted at, at something. And so we let go of a piece and then all of a sudden our world opens up. And I used to work on my own car all the time thinking I, I just I can't trust someone with my car. And I'm like, but I finally let it go. And I'm, I'm learning this as an old dog. And, uh, <laughs>
from, I, I just wanted to thank you for sharing. Absolutely. And thank you. Letting me know there's people out there that do things way better than I do and need to hand it off. That's the best part of the conference, learning from each other. I've learned so much being here. It's really cool. Thank you. Paint Ed podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and is made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPaintEd.org.